Welcome to Tea with Sana. My name is Sana and I'm recently I recently opened up a website called Artisana and the premise behind my website is to maintain a balance between work and life and uh, I also would like to do podcasts and talking about various topics in each episode I'll be inviting different people. I will do a whole series with my friend uh, Michael. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Michael. Just, do you go by Mike or Mike, Michael or Big Mike? What would you? What would oh you like? Oh my God, that is a tough question. Just <laughs> um, big, sexy. No, um, let's go with Big Mike for now because that is my nickname. And I also do my own little vlog on the side. But my homie Sana decided to add me to hers and enter her space, so I am honored that I am like her first. Like our, we're buddies, we're homies, so yeah. we're gonna do this vlog with her is dope. So All right, I'm excited. Yeah, I plan to. I think it'd be kind of cool to kind of to just have this series and ongoing it's conversations ongoing. with you. See, Mike's experienced. He's got his own vlog. He's he's done this. And I'm a vet, but I'm I don't know. So the, new to this. <laughs> we're it's gonna be fun. This is the beauty part because we're gonna talk a lot of shit, but it's gonna be fun shit. It's gonna be <laughs> dope. Because I'm be boring like some other podcasts. I'm not gonna call out any other ones. But ours is going to be pretty dope, so stay tuned, people. All right. Mike has set the standard, so uh, I think that's part of our introduction. So today, uh, we'll be talking about work-life balance. Correct. And uh, really, I guess, what does that mean to you, Mike? Work-life balance. Well, you know, I think I remember when um, we were working together, I did a workshop. I created the workshop on work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's just trying to find, you know, work is important, obviously, we all have to work, have to pay bills, but then finding a balance in terms of where you're able to still do your work, but then having your life outside of work and still having that balance, because you're an individual, right? And I think people get so lost and get so stuck in their jobs that they kind of forget about themselves, which I'm guilty of. I think we all are to some extent. I'm very bad at this. We have, I mean, we spent... And I say this in, in, in my workshops, too, mm-hmm. where we spend so much time at work in a yes. day, and consequently, we spend so many so much of our lives working. Yes. And it's it's so hard not to get sucked into that routine until five years go by, and you're thinking, what what did I do with my life? If the company goes down, if you get laid off, right? Yeah. And, and the, the thing that I talk about with uh, clients is... is having your identity associated with a company and all because of our work culture right. we do it so much that when we lose a job we feel like we've lost a part of ourselves idea yeah. and that's a terrible thing it is horrible we're so much more than our jobs you know that's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that because i remember for me when i got laid off from my job three years ago and it was around the time me and you were still on we were on ei mm-hmm. so when i got laid off like it was weird like i didn't the job was draining I didn't really like the job. The job wasn't a good fit. It didn't fit with me individually anyway. Right. But yet, and I, but when I got the job initially, like I, I just was like, I was in every day. I stayed late. I was just, you know, on it. And I just felt like I, and when I got laid off initially, I felt like I failed. Hmm. So it took me like a week to kind of get myself. And then I, you know, and then I thought about it. I was like, I spent so much time just working and social services, especially, I mean, I'm sure with any other field, it's the same thing, but you put so much into like helping the clients and trying to move them forward. And sometimes in the midst of trying to help everyone else and trying to move them forward, you kind of forget about yourself. And I think for me, I forgot about myself. And that's why when I got laid off, it was probably like the best time 
like those four months <laughs> that I did not work yeah. was probably the best time because I did not I was just focused on myself like I got close with my family like I was hanging out with my sister when we were going to like see Marvel movies and shit like we hardly hung out prior I was making time to see my friends and you know and I started seeing my my ex at the time like and I would have never done those things prior like I remember I told my ex like if if we had met during the time when I was working at that job we would never have dated (laughs) we would never because I would have just I was like very regiment. I was like, Monday or Friday, I'm working. So if we were going to meet up, it's either Friday night, Saturday night. Because Sunday night, we're not meeting up. What does that say about our workplace culture? Yeah. You know, the fact that you're saying, oh, I was able to only meet a significant other when I was not working. Yeah. So does that mean, are, are you saying that you, you wouldn't be able to meet somebody when At you're that working? time, yeah. How? What about now? Now, for sure. Like, I think now, I mean... And again, I've struggled with work-life balance. That's why this is such an interesting topic, because although I've done workshops on it, I've advocated for it, I've told people, yo, work-life balance is important. I eternally have struggled with this. And I think after um, my last job, prior to the one I got now, where I had, like, honestly, it was so stressful that I, I think I told you this, like, I had gone to a point where I was, like, having a nervous breakdown at work, where I remember one day I was at lunch. And I was so stressed because of the amount of caseload and clients that I had hmm. that I was literally outside sitting on a park bench and I didn't want to go back inside. I almost cried because I did not want to go inside. No, that's how bad that's it was. terrible. And I remember at that point I said, Michael, you need to quit. And then luckily I got this job. And then I kind of got to a point last year where, like I told you, I was just drowning in my work. And then I kind of hit a wall. Like in October, I just said, Michael, you need to break up the monotony of just going to work and coming home. <laughs> yeah. So then I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to a concert. So I went to a concert. Yeah. And then it was so fun. And then I went to another concert. And then now it's like, okay, I'm just going to travel somewhere. So then right. I said, I want to go to Belgium. I want to go like somewhere in Europe because I have friends in Belgium. So I booked right. a trip to Belgium. And now... this year? Yeah, in August. Well, barring all the crazy world ending <laughs> with the coronavirus, hopefully. Oh, yeah. If, if, the, if we're still alive... And if the world doesn't world end by August, I'm going to Belgium. If it doesn't go into pieces, then yeah. That is the plan. If the world doesn't <laughs> go to pieces and people aren't buying toilet paper like crazy... <laughs> And well, if, you know, if we don't run out of toilet paper. I know, we're, we're going to run out of toilet paper. I mean, I have. I'm you know good. people f- need to use fucking bidets. Listen, I'm Bidets, gonna, man. I know we're off topic of work-life balance, <laughs> but I'm just going to say this because this is out of hand. Like, I'm seeing people. I went to Food Basics today, and there's, like, no toilet paper in Food Basics. <laughs> I've never gone to Food Basics and there not be toilet paper. There are people, like, I one lady literally had her shopping cart filled with just junk food. She had, like, microwavable pizzas and all this crazy shit. Like, people are losing their minds. This is insanity to me. Yeah, it's pretty, uh... Like, everyone's acting like literally the world's going to end. Like, The Walking scary. Dead is going to, like, the coronavirus victims are going to come out of their house, and they're going to come <laughs> melt into zombies, and they're gonna, just going to come into... Like, everyone is freaking out. Like, it's insanity to me. It, it's... I mean, there's... There is a lot of panic. There's a lot of so mention. And yeah. it, we're so connected to everything, right? We're connected to uh, our social media channels. We're connected to the news. We're connected to... And I mean, if you watch CB24, like, yeah. that's all they talk about. I don't think they talk about any other topic except for coronavirus. All the headings on my phone, like, the headlines are all coronavirus-related. Everything. It's scary. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to leave. I almost don't want to leave the house. And yet, like, everyone's quarantined. Like, schools are canceled. NBA canceled. Speaking of that, like, I, had to, I bought two Raptors tickets. Oh, no. I bought a ticket. I was supposed to go to a game next Sunday. Do you get reimbursed? Yeah, well, I'm waiting for the... Well, the NBA canceled the season for 30 days. I can't even get my money back. I called StubHub, and they're telling me I'm supposed to get it. Wait for an email. I'm like, dude, the game is, like, on the 22nd. Like, I need my money back, bro. Like, I spent... And these tickets were not cheap. These are, like... 
$400 tickets. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, I need my money back. And then I bought some tickets for like, because Vince Carter's last game, well, was supposed to be in Atlanta. Like, he was coming here for Atlanta, because he plays for Atlanta. Yeah. So he's coming here on Good Friday. So I bought tickets for that. And now that game's not happening. Probably not happening. But, so I'm bummed out. So I, I bought two Raptors tickets. I'm not going to no Raptors games. I'm sorry. It sucks. That sucks. But then in hindsight, it's probably a good thing, because the last three games I went to, they lost. Yeah. So, like, the playoff game I went to last year when they played Orlando and they keep lost. You cheering for the team, though. I always cheer for the Listen, I'm, I'm a Raptors fan. I have jerseys and shit, but I don't know. I think I'm bad luck when I go to their games. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. Like, the first game I went to in 2015, they did win. Yeah. It was the last game of the season I remember my friend took me because I'd, I did a vlog on my vlog and I had complained that girls had promised me to take me to Raptors games and no one did. You know, I had a few friends promise me too. It just did we not need to go happen. To, I've never I, been to a game. So hold on, disclaimer. I did say in a WhatsApp chat <laughs> to Son and our other friend, not going to mention his name, although I should, but I'm not going to blaze his business, that we should go to a Raptors game. <laughs> and his response is, oh my God, when? I said soon. And he did not respond after that. So... We should go to Raptors game. Well, <laughs> next year, I guess. We well, should here's go to the thing about plans. So going back to... I yes, mean, work-life balance. Yeah, work-life balance. Perfect. It's about doing things, right? So Absolutely. There's this, there's this fear with commitment. Yes. Nobody wants to commit anymore. Even if I give them a month's notice, they'll be like, um, and I'm not sure. Let me check. And I'm like, no, you're going to, you're fucking free. You're not, gonna, you're not exactly. a celebrity. You don't have bookings. But then if we, yeah, because that was my fault. I probably should have, I probably should have picked an actual game. Yeah. Yeah. So next, so hopefully next Tips year. to get plans done. Give options. Okay. So next year, when <laughs> me, Son, and our work friend, our work friend, hopefully, Justin, <laughs> I'm going to shout him out. Him, <laughs> we're going to go to a Raptors game. Yeah. And if you want to bring someone else, feel free. But we have to pick a date. Yes. We have to pick an actual game to go to. So here's what you do. Instead of saying, hey, that we should the, do this. You say, all right, which the, game do you want to go? This game or this game or this game? That's pick how one. you do. That's how you balance things out. That's yeah. the mistake I made. Because I, I made it open. I didn't want to put anyone on the spot. No, no, no. You give which people, I fucked up. You give people options That's because they're did. too lazy to think otherwise. Hashtag Justin, yes. He's very lazy. <laughs> I'm not... I'm shout. I'm calling Justin out because Justin knows better. Because Justin was like, "Yo, we should, we should all hang out, man. We should really go, like, hang out. Oh my god, I miss you and Sana. Like, we had so much fun together, which we did. Yeah, I but miss now him. he has a girl. He has a girlfriend now. So I miss him. I miss for Justin too. I saw him two years ago because I he was at um he was doing some stuff with um our organization. Yeah, and stuff. So all right, all right, yeah. Our organization. So, so yeah. it was cool. He's a good guy. But yeah, we need to. We all we all hang out at some point. We'll go to a Raptors game. Yeah, I would go say a Leaf it, game, but Leafs, Leafs games are too expensive. So really, more than basketball? I find they are, or maybe it's I, just I, me. Again, I've never been to a Leafs game. Yeah, well, it's fine. We'll go to a. Ra- I mean, Raptors games are decently. It depends on who I'm, they're I'm, playing. Well, I'm I'm gonna hold you on that. So all right, no, so we're okay. Well, after the coronavirus, after the well, hopefully if the world's still intact. And, seems to be a, a preface to every plan now. <laughs> and the NBA still does exist and no one, and all the players because like now NBA players have the coronavirus like two players yeah I heard someone and then Charles Barkley the, might have the fucking coronavirus someone from Utah Jazz yeah both right? of them two yeah. players yeah. Um, Rudy Gobert and um, Donovan Mitchell they both got it and oddly enough now I think apparently all the Raptors players have that shit because Utah played the Raptors last and now all those oh, players are contaminated So, but you know I was reading um, not it's basically like a fever, like a cold. Yeah, that's what I read. I read about it today, as a matter of fact. I was yeah. just curious about the symptoms, and it's basically like a really bad cold. It's a really bad cold, yeah. It sounds scary. But then you can die and shit. Then even Tom Hanks, like, when that's how Tom Hanks had, I'm like, oh shit, this is like... 
Yeah. Forrest Gump has it. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Tom Hanks. It's crazy. So going back, okay. I could go back and like bounce. We're talking about the level, like how hard it is to make plans with people. It's become so, that way now, yeah. Yeah, and you give one month, two month. I've given two month notices too. And I still, before the week, people are like, are we still on? And I'm like, of course we're on. Yeah. And then the day before, are we still on? Because even with the me hour and... before, are we still on? You know, perfect example for us tonight. <laughs> yeah. We planned this, what, two weeks before? Yeah, at least two weeks. I yeah, it was two weeks before because we had to pick a day and time and all that stuff. Because I think I texted you just randomly, and yeah. then you said, "Yo, we should hang out." And I'm like, "Okay." And then you, then you said the podcast. I'm like, "Well, fuck, we're gonna definitely do the podcast." Yeah. But then we stuck to it because we're dope like that. Other people <laughs> suck. Yeah. <laughs> so we're good like that. So we yeah. So I think just finding that you know, and I think to your point, like actually setting an actual day and i think that's the biggest thing yeah because sometimes with me i'm just like i'm very impulsive at times i'm just like oh fuck let's just do this shit i don't want to wait and plan it out i just want to do it well no that's good but i like how but you with the planning is good because then you can kind of keep keep the people accountable i'm a planner yeah but you but with the plan you can keep them accountable whereas when you're impulsive whatever motherfuckers can like bail and shit yeah (laughs) so but at least with the planning you can kind of keep them and hold them to their shit yeah. You know, but I think that's one way to keep the balance, like having that and setting time. Like I think in one of my, um, my, my workshops that I do, I talk about actually not taking time aside and not doing things that drain you yeah. outside yeah. of work because people of do that too, right? Well, it depends on the nature of your work too. So and, yeah. if you're somebody that's, uh, you could be uh, an introvert, uh, primarily introverted Absolutely. and you're, you get energized by your alone time, but you're in an occupation where you're talking to a lot of people which so which would drain you and then to I'm balance your life yeah. i'm a split too yeah I'm like e, split down the middle yeah i think i'm e nfp and then infp mars briggs yeah bti that shit i was pretty close for honestly all of them you know back in the day i remember i was um when i did it when i was in when i was in the george brown program um i was uh i think i i was an introvert mostly yeah. and then when i did it with you and a few years ago when we were working together I was split. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, you know what, because with we now, like, I like going out sometimes. Like, I'm like, and it, I don't really like being in my house. Like, I like being cabin fever. But yeah. then there's days where I don't want to talk to nobody. So I'm like, fuck off. Like, I'm in, <laughs> I have my PS4 or I'm watching Netflix and shit. And then, like, if, like, I was watching Narcos Mexico, I turned off my phone for, like, the whole day. Because I can't talk to you when I'm watching Narcos Mexico. That's <laughs> and that's my balance, too, sometimes now. And I think that's become my balance a little bit, too, is kind of not is realizing that sometimes, to your point, because I work in a field where I'm dealing with people all the time. Yeah. And sometimes people drain me. So yeah. I, in order for me to recharge, I need that alone time. And knowing that yeah. is able to help me actually in the field now. Because this year especially, I feel like I'm a lot more balanced because as much as I'm social, yeah. when I know I'm like, okay, I need a break from people, I'll take that break. Whereas in years past, I never did that. Hmm. Yeah, that's because I would feel like, oh my god, if like I canceled plans, they're gonna like be mad at me, and I'd feel like an asshole. It's a learned skill, right? It's a learned skill to to say no, to take time for you, to know what energizes you. So we're talking about like if you this in this hypothetical scenario, you have someone who's hugely primarily introverted they're working with people they get drained easily Mm -hmm. so it's up to them now to balance their personal life in a way such that they don't burn out so if they're consistently making plans with people they're going to burn out eventually yeah right what they can't control their work nature they chose that so what do i have control over my free time yeah Um, personally i'm finding it uh Mm -hmm. that's for you (laughs) uh what was the question like, how do you find your balance, your work-life balance now? Um, I've, ha- I basically, 
I've been in the same profession for about eight years. Mm -hmm. When I started, most of it, 80% of it, or even more than 80% of the jobs that I've done uh, have been teaching. Yeah, like so facilitating. Yeah, facilitating. Yeah, right. So very people-focused. You're, you're basically... You're with a large group and you're you're talking the whole day. You're you're doing yeah. activities. You're an instructor. You're a facilitator. You're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then I took, and consequently, I, I, I didn't make as many plans at the time. Uh, I was heavily invested with my my ex boyfriend, ex husband, right. <laughs> ex husband, um, and he was an introvert, and right. so I would only do things with him. And a lot of the things we did, it wasn't much. We would either shop or eat. So I found that... (laughs) (laughs) Shop or eat. Listen, that's the best shit to do is shop and eat. No, I'm saying. And I mean, it's not... Shopping isn't draining. Eating isn't draining. So I feel like I balance myself well. Right. Now, fast forward to my last occupation where I decided to just switch it up a a bit. Uh And now, 70% of my job was in in front of a computer. Hmm. And then the 30% was traveling across Canada, going to different career fairs. Nice. And in this case, I was starved for company because I found that it was very draining for me as an extrovert to not have that much interaction. Mm. And eventually, when I was starved, that was my stomach. That's somebody who was saying starved. Actually, I hope you heard that. I have actually heard it through the headphones. That, <laughs> was, that was on a stomach. Freaking it's okay. rumbled. It's okay. Um, We're keeping it real here, people. Yeah, Sorry. damn chickpeas. Okay, so <laughs> I was starved for attention. For, yes. for attention, not attention. For that, for that um, interaction. Yeah. And I feel like that threw off my balance. Mm. So now I went back to a job where I'm primarily facilitating teaching and now i I'm, i have so many plans it's almost like I've, I've been in this my my current occupation my current job for about a year almost a year and a half and i'm finding i'm i'm uh, currently i'm exhausted because mm. i'm not saying no i keep making and i don't know if i should even complain but i have too many friends that's I have, good i mean I that's a good friends. and bad thing because I keep saying yes to everyone. Yeah. I haven't seen everyone in ages. Yeah. And even if I book these people within, like, each month I can see five, six people. But I these past two weeks have been excruciating yeah. for me because I've been exhausted. And I'm finally saying to myself, you know what, Sana? Start saying no. Just take a whole month because I my deepest desire is to come home and do nothing. That's the best thing in the world. No, because I remember, I mean, listen, we worked together. So I remember the time when I was going through my dating phase, when I was going on dates, like, all the time. Was, yeah, oh, I remember that conversation. It was a lot. So, I mean, from, I would say from March, I remember, so I'm going to share a story, a little backstory. So one day Sana asked me, how many dates have I been on? Because from March until I believe it was August, I had been on a lot of dates. So one day she asked me, Michael, how many dates have you been on? So I actually counted. I had a black book, which is very embarrassing. So I count, because I actually wrote, wrote all my dates, like, in this fucking agenda. <laughs> so I had, like, I've been on, like, 30, I think it was, like, 33 dates with, like, 20 different women in the span of that many months, which was oh insane. God. I can't even believe I did that. But it was, too, like, I was just, I was never saying no. Yeah. So I need a girl said, hey, let's hang out, sure. Even if it was a girl I didn't know, and I wasn't really comfortable with her, mm. I always felt like, oh, I had to say yes. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's meet up. And it was just a nightmare. And then I felt like, I remember when I went to New York and when I came back, I just, I was like, I'm not seeing anybody. I couldn't. I was just too exhausted. Plus, like, you know, my job was ending. I just needed to focus on what my next steps were. So, 
yeah, like I just felt like now it's a little bit, I try to be a little bit more balanced with it now. Like I've, I'm making time because I feel like sometimes talking with people, interacting with people is kind of cool. Sometimes it depends on the person. Like I yeah. think now compared to four years ago, like I'm dating now, but I'm, I'm very selective with who I go out with now. Right. So I've kind of like, before we meet, I've talked with them for a good week or a few days. And on I've, the phone or texting? Both. Okay. So at that point, okay, I feel like, okay, I'm comfortable. Let's meet. Yeah. As opposed to four years ago where a girl would just say, hey, what's <laughs> up? Hey, let's go out for dinner. Sure. We've never, I'd never I built anything. I don't know anything. how you did that. I don't know how I did that either. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> I, I mean, the amount of money I spent, I could have bought a yacht or some shit. Like I was. Remember when I said, just go to a coffee shop. No, and I took Start your advice. <laughs> and you know what? Girls would say, oh, coffee, so boring. I'm like, listen, coffee is cheap. Okay, <laughs> coffee is cheap. I don't want to spend like 40 bucks. Oh, listen, I got other, mess- I won't share this date story right now, but I have other messed up date stories where I've been cursed out by women for not paying for their We're dinners. We're going to take a whole hour and talk about dates. Oh, my God. Yeah. It'll take two, I'm like, I'll try to condense mine. We'll do we- like three episode on dating. Jesus episodes. Christ. It could be an endless series on dating, too. Because dating is endless. <laughs> and most of my talking will probably be related to dating in some form or fashion. <laughs> but I am, tr- you know what, I'm trying to have more balance with like just hanging with like good homies, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I have my one, one homie, Steve, me and him hang out. So that's a balance right there. Yeah, Instead of just yeah. hanging out with women all the time, which women are cool. Women are lovely. But then, you know, I need to hang out with friends and like, you know, talk shit and eat yeah. wings and. You know, watch Super Bowl. Record a podcast, you know. Or record a podcast. Because <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. I mean, me and my boy Steve, we couldn't record a podcast because he's very shy. He's a big, he's bigger than me, actually. And he actually went a trip to Miami, so I'm... What is he, 6'7"? He's 6'4". And he's like 3-something. He's a big... And he works in social services. So I'm trying to get him to hook, up, hook him up with a job at my place because no one will mess with him. <laughs> Or hook him up with Sana. If Sana got a job for him at her organization, you hook him up because nobody would fuck with him. He is a big dude. Very intimidating. Yeah, not a lot of men in social services. And that's another topic. Oh, yeah. We're going to discuss that shit, too. I want to get back to something. I remember you what asked you me, how do you balance? And yeah, how do I you just... balance? Because I'm struggling with that a little bit now. I mean, I'm yeah. a little bit balanced, but I, I feel like I need to get ideas and tips how to be more balanced because I'm struggling with that a little bit now. So how do you become, how do you balance? I've, I've been pretty conscious about work-life balance, honestly, as far back as I, I can remember. Mm-hmm. It's only, I, I believe now in my, at this stage of my life that I'm finding what I was talking about before. This is a very current, this exhaustion that I'm facing. Uh-huh. And I think this is just me not saying no to these social plans. But I've been pretty good otherwise at, at balancing and having a very fruitful well-balanced life i've said balance like 10 times in the past it's amazing minute. well we're black balance okay but i mean do you <laughs> feel like, like now yeah. like your friends are asking you to hang out now and you're just saying yes or was were they always doing that or are you just oh, kind of no. that that's very recent oh it's very recent yeah. i feel like because i just feel like i'm at this stage of my life where i have a lot of social circles mm-hmm. more than i've ever had mm. uh, and i've had to not intentionally but friends come and go and then of course you know certain circles go and more appear but for me it just doesn't stop appearing i keep making new friends and that's okay i like that that's <laughs> not a bad thing it's it what it does it interferes with my personal hobbies which i'm very i'm i'm a huge advocate of having personal interests so right. for me as a kid i liked 
you know, I was drawing with my brother since I was four. And she is an amazing painter, by the way. I was going to put that out thank there. Thank you. Me, I'm not so good, but <laughs> actually, Son is the one that got me into paint nights, which is Yay. like the greatest thing. Yeah, we, we did a series on that. No, I'm sorry. We, we went to a series of those. We went to how many? Two or three? No, we went to three. At least three, yeah. Went to three. And I've gone to two others on my, oh, well, one with my ex, and then I went on a date with a girl. Well, actually, a girl I've known since forever. Yeah. And we went, the last one, and that was fun, but she kind of got drunk off of, like, she doesn't drink. She's, like, a workout warrior, so she got really <laughs> drunk, and she was really loud. Oh, no. And it was, it was, like, she was inappropriate, but it was fun. Like, for me, I didn't mind, but I know that there was, like, a lot of white people there. So they were, like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, she was, you know, we were, she, we, we kind of dated, like, when I was younger. Yeah. And then we kind of reconnected. Right. And then we hang out, and then she was, like, just saying stuff like, oh, we're going to have sex tonight. And I'm like, and then she said it out loud. It's so, like, everyone could hear. Oh, and I was why don't you just announce it to the table? Yeah, and then there was, actually, <laughs> but then, you know, there was, it was cool. It was a fun experience. Like, paint night is dope. I thought, I remember when Sana told me about paint night initially, yeah. I thought, oh, this kind of sounds, sounds stupid. <laughs> but I was like, okay, sure, I ain't got nothing to do on a Sunday, so why not? And then it ended up being dope as shit, because you can drink wine and shit at paint. I'm like, you can yeah. drink at this point. And I think I've gotten better at mixing the paints, the colors. Yeah. I'm good at that. I got better at that, like, mixing, you know, the blues and all that shit. And, you know, I've gotten better. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the first time I did, I fucking sucked. It was great. I don't think it's about, you know, any standard. It's just going out there, trying something new, having yeah. fun. That's what I... And I'm all about having fun now. Anything mm -hmm. I do, it's about having fucking fun. Joy. Life is so joy, right? So, doing this is fun. I'm having a fucking blast. Just talking so, shit. Paint night. I want to go back. Yeah. That was a very intentional strategy that I had... I created. For me, yeah. after my divorce, I found that... Mm. Obviously, it affected me a lot. I, I got... Um, I do... It, I went into a, a really deep depression, and yeah. and from there, I, I said to myself, you know what? I was consistently spending time with my ex-husband, as I mentioned. The yeah. shopping. How long were you guys together again? Eight years. Eight years, yeah. yeah. Eight years, and mm -hmm. that was my first boyfriend. So I'm married, wow. I married my first boyfriend. We were inseparable, spent so much time together that I actually lost sight of my own personal friends. Uh, because, and that's another thing to discuss, an entirely different conversation. Yeah, but for sure. Long story short, um, after the divorce, I found myself a bit isolated from my hobbies and people. Mm. Uh, except there are certain groups of people that we saw only with him and sometimes people moved and whatnot. So to remedy that, I said, okay, what do I like? I want to paint, but I also want to see my friends. What mm. can I do? Let's combine them together. So I made this like this goal to go to as many paint nights as I can with different people. And there's so many on my wall and each one is named yeah. after the person that I went to the painting with. So how did you like discover paint nights in the first place? Cause I'm just curious how you even discovered that shit. Cause I didn't even heard of it prior to you telling me about it. Well, I was a long time ago. Yeah. I think I was just, uh, I was looking to see if I can make money painting. Right. And I was looking at art instructor jobs, and I oh. happened to come across paint night ones. So oh. yeah, that's how it started. And I was, I was just like, I was just so fascinated. I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds. I just want to do this with people. I don't want to instruct. So yo, um, you didn't want to instruct. Well, you well, could. I, I mean, you technically <laughs> could instruct. You're a dope-ass painter, so you could Thank technically you. instruct people. Thank you. At the time, I was really busy. I couldn't fit it in. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, of course. I could have fit it in my schedule. I, I would love to, but that's how I discovered it, and. Mm. Uh, and I'm always like on the lookout for developing my interests. So to learn something new. So that's yeah. how I stay balanced. Like I, mm. I learn something new, pick a new skill, learn it. I don't even have to master it, 
but then I'll pick another new skill. Yeah. And that keeps me engaged and it also fulfills that introverted side of me where it's me and the skill. Yeah. Because I think for me now, like, I'm starting to do my vlogs more. Because I've been doing vlogs for about five years now. Actually, wow. damn. It's coming. Yeah, five, five years. Five years already? Yeah, March 2015, I did my first vlog. Mm. And it was on... I think it was on dating, my first foray into dating and relationships, and I kind of talked about... I remember we were talking about that, right? And yeah, and I kind of was on it, and I think for that one, it was very cathartic, because I was very honest. I didn't want to just give a one-sided view, because I find with a lot of vlogs, especially on YouTube, that people just give their one a one-sided view, like, they're perfect, and everyone else they dated sucked, and all this type <laughs> of shit, but I wanted to say, no, I'm there's shit that I did as well to cause yeah. those relationships to fail and falter and I've done my fair share of bullshit as well. Yeah. And it got a really good response and I just kind of kept doing it and now I'm doing the vlogs more and I feel it was a way to kind of, it was almost cathartic like when I recently got out of my last relationship like initially I was trying to be like oh you know things happen and you know you break up and things you know <laughs> and I was not dealing with it. I was kind of yeah. masking the fact that it bothered me. And I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't honest with myself. And until one day I just said, no, I need to get this off my chest. And actually, so I'm sorry. What made you go there? Like, it's a hard place to get to that place of realization. Because people would ask me about it. And I kept telling them, oh, you know, she just wanted to break things off and break up with me and this and that. And ran, I didn't want to go into too much detail about it because it's a very long winded explanation yeah. right but i think a part of me was just trying to be very just you know reflective and this and that and it's okay to be reflective and kind of look at things in a different like glass half full instead of you know half empty stay but it's not good to be in denial of your feelings i think and i mm-hmm. was angry about it and it bothered me because i just felt like she wasn't being fair mm-hmm. in how she treated me right as much as i was imperfect and i made my share of mistakes I felt like she wasn't being fair. So when I did the vlog and I just kind of basically did a vlog on my stance on relationships going forward. Hmm. After I did it, I felt amazing. Like I felt a weight. I honestly felt a weight off my shoulders because I wasn't angry about it anymore. Like, so if someone asked me about what happened, I can tell them I'm not angry yeah. about it or anything. Right. Whereas if you were to ask me, because we broke up around like caravan weekends, like August, if you were to ask me then, I'd have been like fuming. Oh, is this recent? That that yeah, was, oh, it was okay. recent. It was like August uh, last year. We ended up oh. breaking up. So, and it was it was hard. You know, we were yeah. together for two years, and things were you know we had a good run. And yeah. then when things ended, I was just like, okay, and things kind of were moving that way. But I felt like we had built enough of a strong enough foundation that it could have worked. Right. But she didn't feel the same way, hmm. and it was hard for me to kind of it. It was hard for me initially to accept that, hmm. as much as I said I could accept it. I couldn't accept it. I was trying to say, I was just trying to say it just to be nice. (laughs) And I just said, no, I can't do that anymore. So I said, you know, and again, I said my piece about it. So feel free to check it out. Shameless plug. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I think after I did that and I feel, and I feel like now the vlogs have become more like a way for me to balance out my life and just like, if I have a topic I want to discuss and I've thought about it, I do it. Like I did one on Kobe Bryant passing and just my stance on mm-hmm. how it was portrayed in the media and just how everyone's all on this, you know, live your life to the fullest, even though like everyone's like buying toilet paper like crazy now. But well, you know, you know. what they say about 
having toilet paper and fulfill living your life to the fullest. <laughs> what is? What, I've never heard of this. I, what is I have no idea. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I'm just making up memorable <laughs> quotes. We're, we're going to find one. We're going to create one yeah. for that. Toilet paper and your life. Yeah, but no, like I think that's the key. And then working out, I've been trying to do that more. Obviously, that's kind of yeah. helping me with yeah. my stress level and stuff because, you know, my doctor's been getting on me about my weight. Yeah. And my blood pressure is too high and all this stuff for my age because I'm like 36 now. So she's acting like I'm going to die or whatever. But I'm managing it a lot better now, yeah. um, I would say. So I'm um, trying That's to be good. more, you know, balance. I mean, I, listen, I still eat pizza. I'm not going to not <laughs> eat pizza. Well, balance is about balance. It's not about quitting. Yeah, right? I'm not quitting pizza. Listen, I'm not. Listen, my friend's doing keto and all that. I'm not quitting pizza. I told him straight up. I can't do keto because I, I eat pizza I, I don't even know if I can start down that path you know absolutely about not. I fast I do my intermittent fasting which has been great and I think that's helped me too yeah kind of yeah. keep me level and not going out of my mind too because I'm just eating like I eat like one meal a day so I'm good but you know just little things I think I'm trying to incorporate slowly and traveling I think is another thing that I feel like has helped me with my balance too because I love like I went to Arkansas this random place you look good at the states, eh? Like huh? various places in the states. I know. I just you? I don't know. I, mean, I have friends there that go to like the University of Arkansas. Yeah. So I just visited them in Fort Smith, which is like the it's like the equivalent of Mississauga. You know when you're going towards the airport and you <laughs> yeah. see like the restaurants and the, the hotels. That's basically what Fort Smith, Arkansas is. People, it's it's like a lot of restaurants. Why, why did Why did you go there? I had fr- I had friends there and they were okay. like, Hey, let's co- you want to come for a weekend? And I was like, Sure. And they end up getting sick. Not Corona, I promise. So this was before Corona had happened, so um, we didn't really do too much. There's not really much to do, mm-hmm. but eat like Chick. I had Chick Fil A, that was the highlight of my trip. I had Chick Fil A for the first time. Oh, Chick Fil A is okay. I've I don't, never never had it. It it's it's okay. I mean, for me, I had the spicy chicken, I had the spicy nuggets, and the waffle fries because that's what they hype. <laughs> I don't. I mean, people at Yorkdale are lining up for forty minutes over this chicken. Oh, I yeah, there's one at Yorkdale now. And there's it's I think at Young and Bloor too. Yeah. I'm sorry, people. When you go, y'all can comment and tell me I'm crazy, but I don't think it's all that. Is, I think, does it beat Popeyes? That's no. To me, it doesn't. I <laughs> I love Popeyes. Okay, but it doesn't. Be, to me, it doesn't beat Popeyes. I think Popeyes, Chick Fil A, and then Michael's doing like a hand gesture of a graph. I'm doing a graph, a hand gesture of a graph. Sorry. So we're gonna do Popeyes <laughs> is up there because their spicy is the shit. Me and Sonic can attest to this. Cause we actually went to Popeyes, great. and you know we forgot we our balance too should be going to restaurants because we we made a list. Yeah. That we've never done. I wanted yeah to to, to discover all these places like Sukatai we're supposed to go to. You've never been still. No, I've been. Okay. And actually, funny stories. There's a Sukatai in New Orleans. What? There's an actual Sukatai. Wait, this, is it the same owners? It has the same signage. Signage and name? Signage and name. <laughs> what? I did the tour. Sorry, we were like going off track. But <laughs> I did a I did a tour of New Orleans and we were on Bourbon Street and we were driving and I saw a sign and it said Sukatai. I'm like, no, that can't what? be. What? I should have taken a picture and sent it to you. My yeah. Bad. But yeah, it's in New Orleans. Oh, okay. So if we go to New Orleans. New Orleans is dope, by the way, too, so. Yeah. I'd like to visit there. Yeah, so yeah. traveling, too. I love so, traveling. Yeah, you mentioned so traveling. Um Keeping fit, uh, yes. seeing friends, and yes, for you definitely seeing friends. Quality yeah. time with friends, right? Because absolutely, sometimes we equate friendships with. I'm noticing not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but a lot of people are trying to make those friends by dating. Um, yeah. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's general opinion. However, <laughs> there's something really wholesome and I think very freeing and liberating about mm-hmm. actually just having a platonic friend. Yeah. And not. Like, not just mixing your dating life with friendships. Absolutely. 
you can have both, but if that's the it's, only way that you find people and connect with them, then I it's don't hard know. to maintain that. I right? think you got to keep it. If it's going to be platonic, keep it platonic. You can't. Yeah. I've never like in my oh god my day experiences. <laughs> there's never been an experience where I've after we've had you know relations or sex, <laughs> did stuff, did adult stuff that we end up being friends afterwards. Like we were able to maintain that. It's even though we said we would, mm-hmm. it's hard at that point. Actually, I, I am friends with all my exes. Because you're awesome. <laughs> I'm not so awesome. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm, playing. I'm just joking. I don't want to put shit. myself on a pedestal. No, I'm not saying, even saying that that's a... It, it, it is what it is, and I man, I managed to make it work. But yeah, that's good. I think the point was that I was trying to make was... Uh, I know... I've known a few friends who... Mm-hmm. Don't make the effort to get out and meet people or make friends, right? It all starts friends. with dating. And you have the sexual pretext when you're doing when you're dating. You don't have that with friends. Right? right. We can have friends that support you in your hobbies, that support you in your creative endeavors. Yes. And and it's nice to have friends w- with whom you can explore without the sexual pretext. Like perfect example, me and Sama. Yeah. Platonic friends. High five. High fives. We're like cousins or some shit <laughs> distant long far, lost cousins i said if you do ancestry.com it'll probably be related somehow <laughs> no, have you done that <laughs> i want to do that i want to do that actually <laughs> for my ex her for christmas two years ago i got her the uh 23andme what so she yo that's a great gift her, yeah because she was wanted to do she wanted to do it but she's she was cheap so she didn't actually want to spend the money so i said <laughs> she was financially her. savvy okay she was financially savvy <laughs> aka hashtag she was cheap as fuck so i said i'm gonna be romantic awesome boyfriend and buy that shit for her so i did that but actually i do want to do ancestry yeah, I do. I'm curious about my ancestors. I know yes. my grandmother on my on my uh, mom's side is from Barbados. I know that there's some Portuguese. Okay, so somewhere as well. I'm like a little mix. Barbados and Portuguese and Indian because my mom, my mom, my 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 grandmother on my dad's side was Indian, full blown Indian. So, got that good hair. Wasn't Guyana Guyana there too or no? Guyana, yeah. 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 So I'm Guyanese. I'm full black. Like my parents were born in Guyana, so okay. my my background is Guyanese. Because I'm asked that on dates all the time. What's your background? Because <laughs> they assume I'm Jamaican. Because they whisper it to you. I, they whisper it to me. What's your background? <laughs> Are you Guyanese? Are you Jamaican? Because oh they my just gosh. they just assume I'm Jamaican because they think that Jamaicans are only people that live in Toronto. Apparently, even though they, <laughs> there's like a bunch of other. There's Trini. There's Saint Lucian. There's a bunch of people, but Jamaican is like predominant. It's because of jerk chicken. Which I make, which is pretty damn amazing, too, by the way. Just oh, saying. I've had it. And you and Sana has sampled it, so she knows. Yeah, it's really good. Thank it's you. Really good. So Listen. speaking of backgrounds, we, we're, you backgrounds, talk about, yeah. um, uh, I get asked that question all the time. Where are you from? But and I feel that's only here in Canada. I've never gotten asked that when I lived in the States. It drives me crazy, Michael. Like, at the beginning, I didn't mind. Um, but now I, I'm starting to get a little annoyed. Yeah. I get asked that a lot on dating apps. I think I'm asked that. And it's funny, like a lot of like black, I'm going to say black women ask me this shit all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> I think one girl asked, I told her I was Guyanese. She's like, oh, I can't date you. I'm like, why? Because my ex was Guyanese. My baby father's Guyanese and he was an asshole. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> need to unpack that somewhere else. Racist much. Yeah, racist <laughs> much. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not all Guyanese men. Just... I'm sorry. I don't do racism. Yeah. Thank you. So no, back, sorry, back to your point. What were you trying to say? <laughs> oh, it's just, I, uh, I didn't mind at first and... Mm-hmm. And I and I understand it. It comes. It doesn't come from a bad place, but I've personally found it a bit exhausting because I'm 
pretty ethnically ambiguous. Um, so yeah. I can go for anything. People have actually yelled at me for not speaking the mother tongue. Oh. So people from Italy, from Portugal, from Lebanon, um, and so and Greek, Greek. So I've met different peoples who actually. Now when I say yell, I'm not saying in a bad way, but like really like scolding me, like how do you know? How come you don't speak your native language? And I have to say no, I'm not from there. And then somehow sometimes people really? trace my lineage to say, you know what? You are related down the line. Yes, you are related. So this, so it's kind of funny. And I'm in shock. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Everyone has been super sweet to me. Okay. But it does. It is a bit exhausting to kind of explain your lineage every time. Yeah. Uh, particularly, um, I get this from Uber drivers that are <laughs> <laughs> that, so that are of South Asian descent. Oh, of course, they see you. So, they're like, oh, Asana. Oh. So my name is pretty South Asian. My first and last name. Mm -hmm. My parents were all all. They consider themselves, they don't even consider themselves South Asian. Right. But that's, we have South Asian in our blood. Mm -hmm. We do. And that's where my parents pretty much spent, my dad's grew up yeah, in, yeah. in India. Right. And, but his background is Afghan, his parents, if you trace their lineage. And my mother, like my, my grandparents from my dad's side are from Afghanistan, from different tribes. And my mother's side is half um, Uzbek, Uzbekistan and half oh, wow. Kashmiri. Okay. Nice mix. So this is like there. a mix within the South Asian region. Yeah. But like everyone migrated and settled back in Pakistan. Right. So therefore, and my name is Pakistan and my family embraced that culture. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, which was a huge mistake. Uh, <laughs> more on that and another, that's another topic. We but, got so many topics, y'all. <laughs> but but in, in short, it's just been exhausting every time. Sana, where are you from? Oh, yeah? Where's your mother from? Where's your father from? No, but where are they from? It's like they're trying to understand, how am I Pakistani? It just sounds like they're interrogating you. It sounds like they're about to... It like, does. It's like, even now, like, with conversations with people, it become like, when I'm on a dating app, I feel like I'm being interrogated half the time. It's not even like we're having, like, a regular old free-flowing conversation. It just flows. Like, that yeah. does not exist with, like, 80% of the women I message. Let Usually me bring out my questionnaire. So they're like, Question hi. one out of 100. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Oh, so where are you from? Toronto. Oh, um, do you have kids? No. Um, what's your background? Oh, I'm, you know, Guyanese. Um, what are you looking for? Because I'm not looking to hook up, just so you know. Even though I didn't say I was looking to hook up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're like, no, I'm just looking to chat and see where things go. What does that mean exactly? And I tell them. And they're like, tell me about yourself, which I fucking hate. Listen. That's that interview question. Listen, we work... We've worked in employment services, okay, people. So one of the questions, usually when we do a mock interview or a practice interview with clients, one of the first questions we ask them is, "Tell me about yourself." Tell me about yourself. So I am. So for me especially, I fucking hate. On a personal level, right? On a personal level, don't ask. Listen, if you want to get to know me, just get to know me. I'll tell you. But if you talk to me, we have a conversation. You'll know all about me. I don't need to fucking tell me about yourself. Now I got to fucking. And then one time I answered it. She's like, I need to know more. I'm like, what do you fucking work for the CIA? What the fuck do you want all this shit for? <laughs> like, can we not just chat and talk and That's let all... things happen organically? That is all... Listen, when I am able to just have a free-flowing conversation with a girl, just free-flowing. And this is word of advice to women who want to get to know me. 
Just have a free-flowing conversation. Don't <laughs> interrogate me with, like, all these fucking questions in your questionnaire that you're fucking checking off while you're fucking ans- asking me. Did you hear that? So you have to create questionnaires that are free-flowing. Please. Create a free-flowing question. Please. I'm just joking. No. No, no questionnaires. No. <laughs> just a free-flowing. That's all I ask. No, none of no, this no, fucking no asking me all this, like, ten yeah. questions, the standard bullshit questions just to make sure I'm not a crazy person. Drives me nuts. Can't but remember what we said. We, we were talking about being crazy. We're all crazy. Yes. It's just how are my crazies compatible with your crazies? Yeah, like I'm like I'm in, like I'm impulsive to some degree. I don't I think I've tempered it a little bit now, but I'm the type of person where I believe in trying to live a good life and just trying to do things that I honestly enjoy. And have fun. I don't worry about the repercussions, and I'm not worried about oh my god, like what are people going to so think? So let me bring it back to yeah. work-life balance. Yeah, then. bring it back to that. With your when you're impulsive, mm-hmm. and you with your philosophy and living your own life, yeah. which is beautiful. Absolutely. How how is that? Um, how has that helped you with achieving balance or how has it prevented you? So there's this disconnect mm. of trying to understand because you're like, I'm having a hard time achieving the balance. But then you're saying for someone that's impulsive, I'm, I'm thinking trying. trying different things would be easier. No, I'm trying. You know what? I'm trying to now because at first I wasn't. But then, for example, when I went to the one rap concert um, to see this rapper Rhapsody, who's a great female rapper. And um, nice. she actually pulled me on stage. I was actually on stage with her. What? She actually did pull me on stage because I was like in the front row. So she Excuse pulled me, me on stage mm-hmm. and we ended up talking backstage. I ended up taking a picture with her. She's like, you know, Jay-Z co-signs her. Jay-Z's like, that's, she is my favorite what? female rapper. So I got to be What's on her name? Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Check her out. She's okay. dope as shit. And I think that was like kind of the start for me to kind of be like, you know, I'm like, can you start doing some fun shit? Because I wasn't, because <laughs> I'm like the impulse that I had, like I used to be kind of impulsive just having fun. I just kind of, it kind of got lost. And I'm trying to. When you like, become an adult and you start working yeah. at five, yeah. And it's and, and listen, being an adult is important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying just go <laughs> and be a nomad and not work and no. I'm just Yeah, unless you want to be a nomad, like just I mean listen, I sometimes I wish I was a fucking nomad, man. <laughs> I just wanna you know, but then, you know, you have responsibilities and stuff and trying to juggle those things. And I feel like while I feel like some degree I'm getting good with the balance, that there's areas sometimes where I'm not. That's why I like to pick people's brains and kind of figure out what they do. Yeah. And trying to implement that for myself so I can be more, even more balanced mm-hmm. than I am. Because sometimes I feel like I'm a hypocrite. I'm doing this work-life balance workshop where I'm telling people to live work-life balance. And to be honest, I don't feel like I have well, as much balance as I would like. I'm going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. because I don't really think anyone has to figure it out 100%. Uh, no one has. Mm-hmm. And, and that struggle is what makes it worthwhile because mm-hmm. it gives us relative comparison. So I can't... If I feel like I'm content, I'm probably stagnant. Yeah. I'm not learning anything. I'm yeah. not trying anything. I'm not challenging myself. Right. So I feel like the balance comes with, it's like a uh, like a seesaw. It's going to be up and down. Yeah. But if you have a good, I guess you just kind of have to find that space where you're not going too high or low. You're maintaining a, a, a balance of up and down. I just think the maintaining the up and down is where I'm at right now. Just trying yeah. to figure that out. That being in that space, so that's where you're mentioning. I think, think I'm just not there yet. I'm just not. Mm. I'm trying to get there. It's a work in progress. But I think I'm slowly getting there. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to find this perfect equilibrium <laughs> that I'm not getting yet. But it, it, to your point, it's going to seesaw. Everyone's yeah. going to go through their ups and downs with it. I definitely have. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Everyone has. So just... Trying to find that balance because it's important. That work-life balance. We're content, right? It's not about like being happy, but like, am I fulfilled? 
Yeah, do I feel fulfilled? Because everyone always asks, are you happy? We're in, in a happy, obsessed culture. We're like, because like, I remember my ex asked me that. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm happy. Because to your point, if I'm happy, then what? I'm good. Like, I don't want to do anything. I'm not going to go back to work. I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to go back to school. I'm I'm, happy. Like, I applied to school. Like, me, I'm not, like, I'm content. I think considering kind of where I was and my trajectory in life and all the crap I've been through and I was able to come out the other side whole, I feel from that perspective, I'm content. Yeah. But I'm not... That's a good place to be. Absolutely. Because, listen, I have money, like, savings and shit. Like, I remember I couldn't rub two nickel... When I came back from Guyana, living in Guyana from 2008, I couldn't rub two fucking pennies together. I couldn't even buy a can of Coke when I came back from Guyana. Wow. And I went from that to now I have like a, an emergency fund, which is insanity to me. Because I couldn't even imagine having an emergency imagine fund. Imagine buying all the Cokes with that emergency fund. Oh, I should. Fund. I should go back to that fucking <laughs> Kennedy and Lauren. Get all the cans of Coke. I me- No, I literally went. I couldn't even, this is how bad it was for me. Like I literally was walking around like Kennedy and Lawrence looking for change on the ground. Oh. And I literally had, I got, I scrounged up 90 cents. I went to the Supreme Corner store. And I bought a can. I was trying Jeez. to grab the can of Coke. I said, I only have 90 cents. She said, no, you can't buy it. How how much were you short? 10 cents. 10 cents. 10 fucking cents. And this fucking bitch. Sorry. Gotta <laughs> say it. She's a bitch. She would not let me buy it. I was like, damn. That's how rough it was. I couldn't even, you know what I mean? So considering where I was then to now is like amazing. Like I couldn't even have imagined when I came back. Yeah. Like, I had those aspirations when I came back, but yeah. sometimes I reflect, I'm like, God damn, like, I didn't even have a bed for, like, the first month when I came back from wow. Guyana. I didn't have a bed. I was, like, nothing. Like, it was crazy. Well, you've, you've come a long way. A long way. 12 years. 12 years. You know, I've been married, divorced, hey, similar. See? Me too. Married, divorced, crowd. And that's why me and Sana get along so well, because we, no, I'm saying, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons we connect, but, it's you know. the divorce say club. <laughs> Because we know what it's like, man. I mean, being divorced, it was hard. It sucked. Yeah. You know, and even then, like, to your point that you brought up, that was interesting when you brought up with your husband, like, with my ex, like, I had no bounds. Yeah. Like, it was just her, and she was very, like, clingy, like, hang with me, and I couldn't have any friends. I didn't really have any friends. Like, my, my, and that was the one thing I regret. Like, I, I said I don't like living my life in regret, but the one regret I had was, okay, the one regret I had was, um, I didn't. I, I suffered keeping I, I suffered keeping those friendships like I was so obsessed with keeping my ex happy that I just my friendship suffered I feel like that's more common than we like to admit yeah. it's it's and no one really talks yeah. about it with relationships how that affects your balance it, it completely ruined it for me like we, it ruined my balance we get so um well we you know it starts with infatuation the honeymoon phase and yeah and then before you know it you're spending a lot of time together and that's fine but I remember the yeah. side of yourself. Go ahead. You remember. I remember we were spending like we me and Max were spending like so much time together. We were together for like eight months straight. And I remember I asked her one time, Hey, can I go hang with my homies? I was gonna go hang with my homies and she looked at me like, Why? <laughs> and I was like, Because I haven't seen my homie in like eight months. <laughs> and she just couldn't like without her. You know, because every um, time I hung with my, my friends, she would be there. That's an unhealthy level of attachment. Yeah. And I, and again, I was young, so I didn't really know. And that was like my first real relationship. So I really didn't know. Yeah. You know, and again, like I was similar, like I said, how impulsive I was. Like me and her, we went on our first date. I asked her to be my girlfriend after that date. So from literally the first date till we asked her to divorce, we were in a relationship. There was no getting to know. How and, long were you married for we were married for about a year and a half. We were together for four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, 
looking back, I probably wouldn't have done that. But I'm older now, right? And I, yeah. you know, it's a good thing. It's learning lessons, right? Older and, and wiser. Older and wiser. And then from there, when I left that, I, I made a point of emphasis to go back to our point of balance. Yeah. You know, spending time with my friends and no. doing fun stuff. It's, you know, I, I see naturally this conversation keeps going towards dating because it's a huge part of our balance. It interferes so much. This this struggle to find a compatible life partner and, and how much of my time are they going to get? And am I going yeah. to throw all my hobbies in a trash can and just devote mm-hmm. myself to them? Because that's, that's not the way to go. And many of us do that. I did. And I was one of them. I am living proof of that. That's why I don't, I advise people not to do that. Like I actually started doing a, a vlog when, before I got married, just as to break up the monotony. Cause I felt like I had lost a sense of myself and she hated it. Couldn't stand that I was doing it, but yeah, I did that's it anyway. That's a bad sign. Yeah, I know. You know? I but I didn't, you but I just did it. I just didn't care. Right. And mm-hmm. so now like, you know, looking back, I was just, you know, but again, it's like you said, you live and you learn. Right. And yeah. there was no balance in that relationship. And that's why I think, Going forward, if I'm going to get into a relationship with someone, there has to be that balance between my relationship and my friends, too. Yeah. And my hobbies and my interests. And she has to be able to accept that. Not completely love it, and yeah. but has to be in a space where she can accept, okay, this is a part of Michael's life, and I can accept that. And vice versa for her, too. Because yeah. you're both whole people, yes. and you want to see how you can share the, the joy of being whole people. Absolutely. As opposed to relying on somebody else to complete you, which is kind of what people say. Yeah, you, know? like, you complete me. No. What, the f- what was that movie? For? What was that from? movie was that from? You complete me? Brokeback Mountain? What's from Brokeback Mountain? I never <laughs> so, watched, I never watched I Brokeback think, Mountain. I um, think Heath Ledger said it in, in his, when you he com- played the Joker. No, it was, for, it was yeah, he did, but it was. He before. did. Was it from Brokeback Mountain? I don't know. You complete me. I don't know. I f- okay, if people are listening to this, please let us know where that movie's <laughs> from. So yeah, so I guess um, to like wrap up this lovely conversation, this yeah. amazing conversation, I think just you know to your point, the key is just you know we're not gonna be perfect with work life balance. It's not you know. Yeah. You just have to try to find some type of happy medium. I think right. Yeah. It. it yeah. Keep trying, keep Absolutely. pursuing, yes. and as long as the more we do it, it, it eventually becomes a habit, mm-hmm. and it's all about taking those tiny steps. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm getting better at reading my mm-hmm. the, all the books that I want to read. I take them at lunch, I say, okay, maybe having like manageable expectations, instead of saying, I'm going to devote three hours and read this. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to take that book, and I think you read five minutes worth of pages. Mm. That's victory, yeah. right? I keep putting off my knitting because I think I'm going to have this magical afternoon where I'm going to <laughs> knit a hat. And, and, and I'm a slow knitter, too. Right. An angry knitter, too. That's a different story. <laughs> I've so, never heard of an angry knitter before. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I start something. I'm like, why did I do this? Um, so now if I can take that to lunch and knit maybe 20 minutes of it, which I've done a few times, right? Like tiny things, tiny mm-hmm. habits. And I mean, I feel like... Eventually, you feel a sense of contentment, fulfillment, yeah. and that helps. So it's kind mm-hmm. of managing those expectations. And yes. That is not going to be perfect. If we can do a little bit of it, that's great. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's what I'm trying to probably do in the future. Just do a little bit. Just do small increments. If yeah. I mess up, it's okay. Just, you know, yeah. be mindful that you're going to mess up a little bit, but it's okay to mess up. Exactly. I like that. Be mindful that you're going to mess up. Yeah. And, and it's okay to mess up. It is okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Look at this conversation. It was amazing. Great chat. Great chat. Tea. Well, we didn't have tea, but we'll have we tea did. Well, we did have tea, yeah. but I drank mine. I was, my tea was really good. So. Yeah, I've got a whole pot there. I, I had some too. I know. 
but this was a great this was a great what, what tea did you drink today what did i um jade that's the jade jade citrus mint i honestly only drank it because of the jade piece and it sounds really cool was it good it was good and I actually when i was in new orleans i'm going to sidetrack again they <laughs> they just they told us the what um jade meant but i forgot what it means but i'm going to discover it and i'll let you know in the next video the next one we do yeah sure. not video but next you know you know what i'm saying people podcast podcast thank you <laughs> came and talk it's all good it's all yeah, good it's all good I had Earl Grey. Uh, I think it was called like Heavenly Cream. It's a very yeah. indulgent Earl Grey. It's... Maybe you have to go to like, um, what's that tea place called? Um, and buy like different teas and like drink them. I am all about teas. My pantry is stocked. We can always start with the, we can introduce the teas. Yeah. You know? Okay. I guess we got to introduce the teas first because yeah. obviously that's our thing. Oh our yeah. Thing. That would be the introduction. Oh my God. At the end. All right. Look at that. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. And uh, until next time. Yes, yes.